Um, the Wacky Dan and Bastille on Algebra FM Sunday Lunch, the song called Thelma and Louise. So, a funny story with a tragic ending. Um, the good news is we have a less funny story with a, a much happier ending. On the line, I've got uh, Leon Rousseau. Good afternoon, Leon. We found you. Yes, eventually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So, yeah, where, where we are at the moment is it is uh, Sunday, the 30th of October, Algoa FM, and everyone who loves us is six days away from doing the 24th Algoa FM Big Walk for Cancer. Are you going to be walking with us? Definitely. Oh. I'm also going to walk. Oh, definitely also going to walk. Uh, you, you are walking, though, as a cancer survivor. Is there anybody that you are walking in memory of or in support of when uh, we go for our, our stroll next week, Saturday? No, not anybody specifically. Um, in general, because uh, due to my nature of work, also I'm seeing a lot of cancer patients and transporting them. Oh. Um, yeah, and yes. it's, well, it's, it's not nice to see. No, obviously. Well, well let's, yeah. let's talk about you for a little while. Where are you from? Okay, um, I'm originally from, from Cape Town. I was born in the Karua, uh, California, and then I grew up in Cape Town and went to school here. Right. And then, yeah, now he says I'm a paramedic. <laughs> that, that, that's your... That, isn't that a, a crazy stressful job and, and one that also falls for me under the broad heading of it's, it's honestly, it's more of a calling that, than a job. I mean, you must have been called on some level to serve mankind without wishing to be melodramatic, it takes a very special kind of human being, in my estimation, to be able to do the work that you do because you must see everything. No, no, no definitely. Um, it, it's, it's not. Some people see the cars driving around uh, in town through the streets and ambulances and think, oh, that's nice and all that. But yeah, um, it's a nice job, but also with a sad twist. Often, surely, um, yes. Yeah, and um, as I said, I see a lot of cancer patients because sometimes we transfer them from one facility to another facility, and irrespective, it's it's just bad to see that. Well, um, I, yeah, I'm I'm guessing somebody who who is a, who's receiving cancer treatment who needs to be transported in an ambulance means a yeah. they can't drive themselves, b um, it it sounds like they are too ill even for potentially a family member to drive them. Yeah. So, so that that must yeah. make your experience of it as as you say quite sad how do you cope you with know, that sometimes it's difficult sometimes i come to some work um, and but yeah i i speak to somebody or i at one stage had to go and see somebody i'm not and, surprised um, i've got my wife i've got a lovely wife and she always listens uh, it's, it's, the, the, the big thing was that is that you need to speak about it you need to get it out of your system yeah, you, you, every everyone who who I I've kind of encountered who has a similar job that that experiences some hectic things like you do has also said uh, you need to deal with it sooner than later or else it kind of eats at you, yeah, doesn't it? That, yeah, that that's correct. But because otherwise, some people can't cope. You need to speak about it. Otherwise, you're gonna you're gonna lose it totally. Yeah. So, so my yeah. question to you is, uh, the, your particular cancer journey, so were, were you already working as a paramedic when, when you realized something was wrong or had a test? That's correct. I was already working as a paramedic and um, I started going for these test blood tests and especially with, with uh, prostate cancer and breast cancer now these days. Prostate cancer, very well known to 
men from 40 to uh, in the 50s. And so it drew my blood and they found some increased levels of prostate markers in there. And then I went to the urologist. And just a year after that, I went again to the urologist and then he came at me again. And then they found that within that year, uh, there was a growth on, on my prostate. Uh, not very big, mm-hmm. and then they did a biopsy, uh, and yeah, and I went for operation. That was about now, well, about two years ago, more so. I think yeah. I went for operation, and they totally removed. And um, yeah, so, sorry, so, we lost we lost you there for a second. Did, did they remove the growth or remove the prostate? It, it removed the whole prostate because okay. otherwise, it, it's always going back. You know, you said it's like a hanging over your and all that. Uh, so they removed it at uh, St. George's Hospital. Okay. And and then what happens after that? Yeah, so um, after that, after we removed it, you stay about two days at the hospital and then you come back very uncomfortable because you have to do, work with a catheter yeah. at home for two weeks after that. And then you have to go back and they remove it and then you go through the process. And yeah, at the moment, I'm cancer-free. So the big thing with this, if they remove your your prostate, it, if it have, has a, a big psychological effect on you because there's no more hormones and, 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 and you know, the whole story yeah. about being a man and all that. Our house doctor actually told my wife that I will still have a lot of uh, psychological issues. But uh, I've had my ways, you know, to overcome that. You must stay positive um, and then go see somebody, speak to somebody, and then also um, tablets, you know, uh, ask the doctor to do to some. Um, so, like an antidepressant or, or something like that? Uh, antidepressant okay. or something like that, you see. Yeah, I, I, I understand that completely. So, just to recap, kind of, so your, your prostate cancer was picked up during pretty much routine screenings and over the course of a year was found to have become worse and resulted in the growth. You've had yeah. a radical prostatectomy, and you yeah. are, are are so far so good as far as the, the all clear is concerned. I suppose the important things that, that you take out of this are, even if it's discovered during routine um, kind of tests, yeah. that treatment um, or assessment it needs to happen quite quickly so that you don't waste time. Um, and then the other thing is... Um, you need to deal with the after effects and you're saying that they are almost more psychological than physical and and that's that's very interesting because that means that you yeah you might yeah. need chemical intervention like an antidepressant but it's very important yeah. to to have support whether that is professional psychological support or just yeah. a bunch of cheerleaders who are in your corner and who are there for you to to be able to talk to them when when you're yeah. not feeling great including but not limited yeah. hopefully to your wife <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, no, the big thing is to stay positive and to, to get help. But most of the men, they get depressed and all that. But it's not the same with everybody because everybody is handling it differently. Well, surely. I mean, yeah, everybody is, is brought up slightly differently and, 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 and. So I, I suppose that that's why everyone's, uh, the only thing all, all cancer kind of fighters and survivors have in common is cancer. Other than that, um, it's different kinds of cancer. It's different kinds of personalities. It's all ages. It's all colors. It's all, it's both official sexes. 
Yeah. Well, thank you for, for sharing your, your story with us. And um, we will see you at the start mark. And I, I say it like that because um, it, it's, a, it's kind of an in-joke here at Algoa FM that my um, 75-year-old mom is about to, yeah. <laughs> to drag me around the course again. <laughs> she gets quite impatient with me. She walks faster than I do. I don't even know how it's possible. Don't particularly care. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's yeah. why I say, I, I say this, this starting mark. There was a message sent through by a lady called Dorothy DeRiek. She says, thank you, Leon, and your partners from GodMed for assisting Taylor when she was in an accident. You guys are awesome. She says mm. that she's very happy for the fact that, that um, you are being described as a cancer survivor. She says she herself is in, has been in remission for six months. Oh, well, yeah, yeah it's, a great, it's always a great pleasure to help somebody else and talk to them and help them. Yeah, because here's the thing. Cancer doesn't care how rich or poor or any of those things you are. You know, cancer happens to, to many, many, many people. And I suppose what happens after that is, is pretty important. Thank you very much. Yeah, it is. And, and it's, uh, yeah, to all the listeners, it's very important for, for some men to go regularly during the year at least once a year to, to check up on your, your prostate. And, yeah, and, um, and as, being, as, as is being often being pointed out, and this is probably one of the things that most men have an issue with, all medical professionals are saying the PSA test, the prostate-specific uh, the prostate specific antigen test that gets performed, yeah. gives you an yeah. idea, but there is no substitute for the actual physical examination. Um, and yeah, that, that's, that's, a, that's a thing that men have, a, have historically have a huge problem with. And gentlemen, you've got to suck it up, Cupcake, because you're yeah. basically choosing between possible um, horrible cancer fights slash death over some kind of misplaced pride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. We'll see you next week. Um, have, have a good right. working week till then. You too, sure. And uh, thank you. Thank you for the call. Thank you for, for chatting to us and sharing your story with us. Thank you again. Bye-bye. Your digital library experience. Podcasts from algoafm.co.za.